All right, welcome to America This Week. I'm Matt Taibbi. And I'm Walter Kern. Walter, how are you this week? Really good. Um, yeah. I've been upping my game uh, media-wise. I have a ring light trained on my face, uh, evenly lighting me in the most appealing fashion now that I finally realized people look at our faces sometimes while <laughs> they watch. Um, That's good. Well, you look fantastic, tanned, rested, ready, uh, oh. as they say. <laughs> Just yeah. like Richard Nixon was said to be, right? Wasn't that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Is that where they came from? That's where they came from. Yeah. 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 And rested and ready. Um, so, uh, interesting week in, in news. Jumbled, confused, and full of uh, moral manias as usual. We should probably just get to the one that's dominating the headlines, which is the Russell Brand uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. We knew about this at the end of last week because Russell released something on X or Twitter mm-hmm. uh, saying that there were pieces coming out that were going to make extremely serious allegations, and indeed they did. Uh, and now the news landscape is sort of overpopulated with Russell Brand stories, and there are, there's a there's a number of things to discuss here. We're probably going to get to everything except the actual case, but um, mm-hmm. what were your first impressions of, of this? Well, uh, I wasn't surprised given his uh, uh, positions and his new, newfound celebrity as a gadfly and a, you know, anti, uh, anti-establishment. Uh, he's no longer a comedian, really. He, uh, He's a kind of uh, high satirist uh, who combines his skills for uh, witty expression with pretty resolute uh, uh, anti-orthodox ideas. And so Mm -hmm. he was in the crosshairs, uh, you know, and, and he was especially in the crosshairs having come from Hollywood, which I don't think brooks much, uh, um, you know, difference with the with the normal line. He 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 was doing something that was very high risk, in other words. And uh, here came this story. Um, and I not only uh, uh, don't want to talk about the uh, specific charges, I, I, I refuse to, because none of them have been proved. Uh, none of them have resulted in legal action. None of them are particularly traceable to a source. Um, and uh, as much as I might be bothered if they were true as a person, um, I, I, I find myself having to stick by my principles. Um, they picked someone and they picked a situation in which many of us might find it hard to stick by a person. But right. uh, well, that's uh, the nature of these things any, anyway. But yeah, mm-hmm. ex- exactly. And, and that's not lost on me. Here's a guy who is, you know, rich, uh, good looking, famous um, and now accused of a kind of serial uh, insensitivity at the least or some some form of assault at the most. But. It all comes through the newspapers. Even, even beyond that, we're just flat out rape. That's the word they, that's been used. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. It all comes through the newspapers, not, not, not the legal system. And mm-hmm. uh, he, um, though, d- 
difficult to sympathize for if if these are uh, issues that concern you and these are stories that you find credible uh, is is being made an example of uh, and that that's clear yeah well there's a lot there's a lot to get to here obviously I, I should say up front I've been through something not nearly on this scale but you know I, I, I went through a, a little mini me too episode years ago obviously so i have some particular thoughts about this mm-hmm. mine was different i didn't have any accusers it was purely based on you know something somebody had written once um and you know there were settlements and later on but in the moment um it's paralyzing uh it's kind of designed to be socially isolating your friends will not answer your phone calls uh and things come at you from all different directions but what I went through was even like, uh, you know, a generation ago compared to the sophistication of how these things work now. Right. Uh, when somebody who's that much more famous goes through um, something like this now, there's instantaneously a slew of consequences that ensue before anyone could have even theoretically reviewed enough evidence to know anything. So, you know, in, in, in Russell's case, his tour was canceled that, you know, that might have been partly his decision. I, I don't know for a fact there what happened, but he was dropped by his publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he lost his agency. Um, YouTube demonetized his show. Uh, and there were a number of other financial consequences that came right away. And so for me, this is the really concerning part, which is they've kind of institutionalized this idea that before the before there are any there's any kind of investigation before a person's charged with a crime, um, we don't have to wait for any kind of review or response, anything anything of that nature. We just go ahead and, and do the punishment, and that's partly you know, a reflection of this a new mentality about these issues. But it's also, I think, a withering of the whole idea of the presumption of innocence. Like, we're supposed to actually believe that a person's innocent until the jury comes in. Like, that's kind of the way this thing works. I think we're, we're supposed to at least, you know, remind ourselves that that's true. And the idea of there not being consequences until until that's been proven, it's supposed to be important, or at least I thought it was, but mm-hmm. not anymore, apparently. Um, I don't know. I was just, what's your take on that? You ride the tiger as a celebrity in this uh, culture, um, you know, uh, and the public giveth and taketh away. Uh, not that it's just, but that's just the way it works. Um, he, uh, decided he made a decision at some point in his life to become a public figure of a different kind rather than a comedian or a sex symbol or a wacky, uh, movie star. He wanted to address serious issues. Um, uh, and, uh, he might've known, I think that that put a target on him almost instantly. Um, now, a year from an election, when so many 
people who go against the flow are, are I think, being selected for, uh, you know, cancellation, nullification, demonization. The bullet came for him. Um, as I say, I can't adjudicate the claims in the story. Uh, I don't think it's a great story, personally. Uh, uh, you know, the anonymity of the accusers makes it, makes it very difficult to, to assess. But... Especially when it's done through the media. Especially when it's done through the media. I mean, if, the, the common sense side of me is, you know, oh, give me a break. Of all the, of all the sex fiends in Hollywood, you know, and, and, he, and he is confessedly one, at least formerly, uh, uh, they picked this guy. But they, they, they had, you know, it's like 500 cars go past a, a, a cop car and he, he pulls over the one uh, of the guy who, you know, has been making eyes at his wife. Uh, we know about the principle of selective, um, you know, selective accusation here because we have had presidents uh, who've been charged with many of the same things and yet continue to have a, uh, well, yeah, that's and not, true. and not anonymously, in fact, you know, right. Um, right. And, and they, they run global foundations and they jet around the world. Um, so, so we know what's going on. We know why he got the treatment. And then we get to what are the punishments in this case? He was demonetized from YouTube. Does YouTube have any duty to uh, let anyone monetize their content? Well, perhaps not. It should have a policy that's coherent. This one isn't. Uh, uh, you know, some vague sense of harm, I think, was attached to his case as the justification for demonetization. Uh, you know, it's too bad that we have these near monopolies uh, uh, on social media or, you know, video distribution. They've got, they've got a competitor in Rumble, I guess. But um, uh, one would think, though, that the laws of celebrity, if people don't like you anymore, they stop listening to you, should be sufficient in this case. Uh, and uh, you, you don't need corporate interference uh, at the same time. Right. And the, the fact that the, the interference came so quickly and from all directions ha has a bit of a smell to it. Uh, and it's, it's amazing how quickly a story like this comes out and instantly all sorts of other inferences are drawn. Not mm -hmm. only is he guilty of being, you know, what one, I saw one headline uh, describe him as a sex pest in a headline, which, well, you know, I, I personally would, would have been afraid to use that term, uh, you know, before there was a judgment in a court case, mm -hmm. uh, but apparently not anymore, right? So we throw these words around in ways we never, we never did before. Uh, but we also, so we also say, well, in addition to his bad behavior that we didn't know about, it turns out that all the things that he's been saying all along, um, you know, have been exposed 
as you know a con or a grift of some kind and there are perhaps other things about him that you know now warrant further investigation so there was there was a story that that blew my mind that was in buzzfeed um and it, it, the headline is after the bbc removed shows featuring russell brand amid rape and sexual abuse allegations more troubling content from the comic has come to light and if you go down and read what the story says it, it digs up an old uh, show that he did um, where he was on, I, I guess it's something called Le- Leicester Square. It's a podcast filmed in front of a live audience in, tw- in um, 2013. And uh, he's doing a gag about sort of Greek theoreticians and, uh, he's, and about how they had uh, sex with kids. And he says, says of the kids, they didn't mind it, did they? They were clever, weren't they? And then he starts doing a, an impersonation of a Greek person saying, I've done another triangle. I'm fucking a little kid. This is great. Fuck the kid with the triangle. Uh, and, you know, so then they, they, uh, they, they ask a, a spokesperson for the BBC if they're going to ban him as a, as a, or, or that show as a result. Um, They've they talked to Channel Four, making sure that they're going to take off every uh, every piece of content involving Russell Brand in the in the past. Now that that joke about having the Greek the Greeks having sex with kids, what comic hasn't gone towards uh, that kind of material before? I mean, I, I seem to remember Louis C.K. doing jokes like that like many times. Um, remember, he did that whole thing where he was looking at a couple walking down the street um, and, you know, imagining what their lives were like and then speculating if they had children. And then he starts imagining like, well, what if I had sex with the kid and the audience groans and he says, okay, I wouldn't do that. Maybe if he was dead, I would do it, you know? And then and, and he, it goes on and on and on. And the whole idea is he actually says, I'm just doing this to be terrible, to make you laugh. Right. It's a joke. And, but now they're going to, raise the specter uh that maybe there are other things in his closet and you know as cnn cnn put out a a piece where the headline was the mythology of russell brand is finally exposed so it's we're going to re-examine everything that he's ever seen the mythology of russell brand let's see i mean uh, what was the mythology that he was one of the great thought leaders of our time or you know I, I don't know that anybody was in doubt about who Russell Brand used to be, and yeah, the, the, so he's he, the, what they're saying is that he um, has used his accessibility and his apparent determination to tell on himself mm-hmm. um, as a as a means of deflecting criticism. Uh, it's his openness that um, that won the admiration of his of his viewers, and that's the reason for his popularity. Uh, and now that we've we've pierced the veil of of that, uh, you know, that sort of openness and uh, candor that he had with his audience, uh, the rest of his shtick is going to collapse as well. 
Well, okay. Uh, so I mean, when I, Matt, when I get in my truck there are, and, and turn on Sirius XM radio, there are what three channels devoted to Howard Stern. Um, and then there's something called raw dog comedy, uh, in which every other bit is far, you know, far darker, stranger and weirder than that one. Um, uh, I remember when a movie called the Aristoc aristocrats, Oh my God. What was an art right? house, uh, special, you know, full of guitar, you know, the, the, the idea was that comedians share this joke among themselves in a kind of oral tradition that there's a kind of private competition to, to gross each other out with this joke. And it's an open source joke in which you just funnel in as much disgusting and, you know, uh, morally stained content as possible. And this thing was celebrated, this movie. Um, oh my God, so outrageous. And comic after comic competing to be you know, more, more revolting than the other. And then suddenly we get this, you know, we turn up the Puritan uh, dial whenever we want uh, and, and, and shoot this beam at people. Uh, and then we go back. If this is going through England, too. I mean, it's interesting. Hollywood would, I think, be a little more careful in, in, uh, in this uh, campaign against him. It has a lot to lose, but coming from the stuffy British um, and the BBC, home of Jimmy Seville, famous pedophile. Um, uh, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, whenever I see a, whenever I see a, a witch hunt, like this, uh, uh, I wonder if they're going to be suddenly across the board with their revulsion, and they never are. Uh, you know, it, it's always to take one out and then return to business as usual. And and obviously, the story itself gets some play, but every single one of these stories, um, it, there are a couple of required elements in every one of these stories. The word cons the words conspiracy theory um, are almost inevitably in in every one of these stories. Uh, and you know the, the you mean as a, talk as, about, a, uh, as a plot as applies to his views uh, as applies to his views, not in an in, in application to the charges against him. So, so they've, right, right. they've all they've already they've already proceeded in the equation. Uh, Russell Brand is a scumbag. He thinks this. Uh, therefore, what he thinks and says uh, is is scurrilous, baseless, conspiratorial, and so on. So, uh, you know, um, they 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 pretend to care about uh, about the original charges are they investigating those no they use those as a launch pad and they're already into phase two yeah it it, it it really doesn't seem to have a whole lot to do with the the actual people involved in the case and it's funny i heard glenn greenwell talking about this and he said that he had heard that the story was in the works for a year and a half or mm -hmm. even two years which uh is interesting for a variety of reasons um that's quite a project to go through and try to contact everybody 
that a famous libertine has ever gone to bed with. And Mm -hmm. why would you do that exactly? Um, Well, I guess we're finding out why. Uh, But yeah, for instance, the the Guardian um, had an incredible headline uh, just a couple of days ago. And this is from chief reporter Daniel Boffrey. I've actually never heard of that person. Um, Maybe I should have. But the headline is Russell Brand's Wonderland, the online soapbox where the star pushes his free speech and free speech is in quotes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it does an intro talking about one of his episodes. And then it says the subject of the daily episode was not the usual diet of conspiracy theories, critiques and the uh, of the mainstream media and whimsical football chat. Uh, but instead the U.S. libel trial involving Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Anyway, he goes on to talk about something he said about Johnny Depp. But this, it, a constant refrain of all of these stories is uh, he's either abusing uh, the concept of free speech to, to transmit disinformation and conspiracy theories, um, you know, or it's not, what he's doing is actually more sinister than that. It's, it's a, it's a con. It has been a con the whole time and now it's been unmasked. And thankfully we can move past the Russell Brand episode. His career is over. There's been, there's a lot of that too. Like, you know, his star has fallen, like never to come back again, which of course is not true. I, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be back uh, relatively quickly. Um, and as evidenced by the fact that they feel a need to to try to clamp down on access to his show, uh, which, as you say, there would be no need for that if his audience was departing him. Um, but Matt, let me stop. I don't think it's going to happen. Let me stop mm-hmm. you once again. It's important to uh, point out that this is happening in England, in the United Kingdom, where free speech is already in quotes. OK, uh, the. Th- they don't have the constitutional guarantees that we do here. Uh, um, and, uh, um, but now, but now my, my passion, my intellectual, um, uh, solidarity with the first amendment has to be held hostage to some guy's sex life. That's what they're trying to do. Um, you know, uh, they want to muddle and muddy uh, and muddy the waters, as we're uh, uh, phrased from <laughs> right, last yeah. week, yeah. because because uh, apparently winning uh, on the merits in their case against free, uh, free speech isn't working. So let's go make a scumbag out of somebody and say he practices free speech, quote unquote. Therefore, um, you know, it, it, it's like uh, it's like trying to smear hockey because. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein liked to watch it um, or something. So, uh, you know, nobody's fooled by this. I, I'm sure it's gaining a lot of um, readers. Uh, it, I, it, it's a very clickable story. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's probably going to go on forever now without much, uh, you know, on the side that believes in it because it, it's got a kind of pornographic um allure and actually pornographic allure in some ways um you get to mm. be high-minded and read about sex or talk about sex or think about it um you know it's a 
it's like one of those uh, viruses that, that rides another virus. Um, here we have a, a, a sort of governmental state censorship uh, issue hooked onto a sex issue so that it can get past the immune system. So there was a, uh, uh, an episode that um, was, I thought, crazy. You, you, you sent me the link for this, um, and I looked it up. It, it's, so you had a, uh, um, an MP uh, reaching out to um, Rumble, essentially asking, how come you haven't also uh, demonetized? Russell Brand and TikTok and TikTok, I believe, and TikTok, right? And, what, yeah. and was it a single so, MP, or was the uh, uh, the heading? It was that, a committee, committee, that of a committee. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, the the Guardian story begins like this: Rumble, a video sharing platform used by Russell Brand, has has accused a parliamentary committee of deeply inappropriate behavior after it asked whether the site would suspend payments to the comedian. Um, Caroline uh, Dinanaj, or I don't know how you pronounce that, the conservative chair of the Culture, Media, and Sport Committee, wrote this week to Rumble's the the Culture, Media, and Sport Committee. Uh, wrote this week to Rumble's chief executive, Chris Pavlovsky, to express concern that Brand may be able to profit from his content on the platform. Um, and you, you have this letter. I, I, I'm just stunned by this, that any government committee um, would get involved with uh, trying to convince a private company to remove somebody's source of income um in the in the middle of you know something that has nothing to do with the government there's no investigation that i know of uh so why are they what's the the justification for this kind of behavior the, we we accept it because we we know they do this kind of thing now but legally how does that happen uh and why is it happening and why are people okay with that well once again they're laundering the whole operation through through Britain, um, uh, if that letter had come from an American congressional committee, uh, uh, it, it would be uh, immediately appalling. But uh, I think Americans uh, are a little baffled by the British and so uh, less likely to rise up against something like this. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, To actually question the the uh, the right to individuals to have a livelihood based on newspaper stories using anonymous sources, and to do it under the flag of the crown or the British government is the worst precedent you could set, short of it being the American government, which concerns me more. But it's all the building of a model, you know, how far can we take this? Uh, and uh, I don't think for the people who are all exercised about, you know, Russell Brand's character, they've taken it far enough that they're revolted yet. Um, they are firmly now, uh, and have been for a long time, of the belief that 
and people making other people feel unsafe or whatever, uh, having some um, conspiratorial glaze to their identity should be taken out by whatever means possible. Um, Are journalists in America crossing sides, so to speak, uh, to defend uh, or, or, or to condemn this uh, onslaught? I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen one. And, no. and, and, and listen to the, to the letter that this committee sent to, to, to Rumble. Um, the culture, sport and, uh, culture, media, and sport committee is raising questions with the broadcasters and production companies who previously employed Mr. Brand to examine both the culture of the industry in the past and whether that culture still prevails today. However, we are also looking at his use of social media, including on Rumble, where he issued his preemptive response to the accusations made against him yesterday, made against him by the Sunday Times and Channel 4's dispatches. While we recognize that Rumble is not the creator of the content published by Mr. Brand, we are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platform. Uh, we would be grateful if you could confirm whether Mr. Brand is able to monetize his content, including his videos related to the serious accusations against him. So they specifically want to make sure that Rumble does not afford him the opportunity to protest his own innocence in public, uh, to offer a defense, to offer an explanation. Um, and yeah, but it, it, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing that mode with Trump, you know, uh, an attempt to gag him from, uh, speaking about his case. And there isn't even a case here yet. There isn't a case, right? There's uh, not, uh, you know, there... I, 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 it's madness. Uh, it's, it, it's riding in on the back of, of a celebrity, uh, gossip story. And, uh, yet the highest authorities are willing to ride that horse now. Um, you know, uh, it's not just the U S Senate, which has relaxed dress codes and, you know, uh, codes of comportment. Apparently the British parliament is now in the job of, uh, uh, you know, tabloid, uh, investigation uh rumble shouldn't answer that letter i wouldn't answer any such letter i i i throw it in the trash um well they they? told them they're good to go f themselves which was great you know right um but uh but you but youtube didn't even need the letter right right Um, they just went ahead and yeah you know because and and I, i don't know about you but i have begun to um, lose the distinction between where YouTube ends and various government committees or the BBC or Channel 4, it feels like one big organism to me. Um, and part of that is from looking at you know, Twitter files and seeing sequences where uh, institutional actors that were once clearly separate all talking in the same uh cooperative spirit right so, so you might have the fbi passing on an analysis by the clemson media forensics hub um about you know certain accounts they think are russian uh that will go to the washington post uh all three of them will then petition twitter together and then they'll have a, a sort of you know a 
conversation all, all at once about what to do about these accounts, even though all of those actors, they, they, they shouldn't be, you know, partners in this kind of endeavor. But with this kind of thing, like I, I, you know, whether it comes from some culture and sport committee in, in the House of Commons or whether it comes from um, you know, the BBC or, uh, you know, the British office of YouTube, it does feel like it's coming from the same from the same place. Um, and but it, again, it's so striking that they're going after the idea of speaking in your own defense because this is a consistent. This is also a consistent theme of that era, as you point out, the gag order on Trump. And there was a no matter what you think of Trump, there was an kind of an incredible op-ed in the Washington piece this uh, Washington Post this week about um, like yes, we, you you should do that. We should gag Trump. Uh, but it, it's in line with, uh, freezing, you know, the GoFundMe, uh, fundraisers for January 6th defendants, um, or any kind of defendants. Like you, you should never do that. The government should never be involved with that. No, no NGO should be involved with that. Um, you know, a person really hasn't been fairly and truly convicted of a crime if they're not really afforded a real defense. You want them to have a good defense. Um, if you want the case to stick and, and to have public impact, I, I don't, I don't understand that unless this is just people who, uh, you know, they're, they're applauding this new sort of bureaucratic form of government. Matt, once they defined information as a battle space, uh, everything, uh, became inevitable. Um, they hire you know, they hire intelligence people, they hire law enforcement people at these companies. Um, they get quite high in the companies. Uh, everybody's linked up socially and career-wise. Uh, they've built an ideological structure uh, around the metaphor of, uh, you know, informational uh, warfare that allows them to use the rhetoric of, uh, you know, security and so on. They, they, they've built everything perfectly. You know, last week we talked about the press uh, finally coming out as somewhat state-sponsored in the sense that they now uh, reprint virtually uh, uh, verbatim uh, press releases from the White House. Um, well, here we see another instance of something similar, uh, more, you know, state-sponsored social media. Um, and um, we have a case down in Missouri, of course, where, you know, that, that, that prohibiting uh, the Biden administration from, from, from issuing edicts to social media. But we're seeing workarounds galore. I mean, uh, they may lose, uh, the administration may lose that case in the Supreme Court, but there will, by, by that time, and already are so many sort of triangular ways to do the same thing, um, including now letters from the British government to American companies. Uh, um, yeah, or, or, or British organizations that, well, we can get, we'll, we'll be able to get into this in a couple of weeks, but you know, groups like the Center for Countering Digital Hate um, that are based in England or the, the, uh, the uh, CDI, I forget what that, the, Disinformation Index, I forget, I forget what the first the C stands for, but they're funded by the Global Engagement Center. They rate uh, 
news outlets according to trustworthiness using this very amorphous uh, standard. Um, and that up and down ranks companies and massively affects their, vi- their financial viability. And again, it's, it's, it's not, it's in this gray area between official censorship um, and sort of, and market forces. It's, it's neither, uh, you know, the, the traditional um, method of just, just boycotting somebody, um, you know, and, and letting them have their voice. Uh, you know, it's like a, a basically a free speech battle. That's kind of the marketplace of ideas, what, uh, concept of how this is supposed to play out. Instead, it's a sort of sub rosa uh, bureaucratic structure where they build these relationships. Some of them are financial, and if you want to have. Um, you know, if you're Twitter or Facebook and you don't want to have a problem with widespread advertiser boycotts and you get a letter from one of these, these, uh, these outlets saying, yeah, we'd like you to pull these nine accounts, you know, you're likely to do it. Like you, you're, you're suddenly presented with this very serious financial conundrum and none of this really involves the public. It's, it's all done, you know, quietly. Uh, in, in Russell Brand's case, we know we're, we're finding out about all this, um, but that doesn't make it look any better. I mean, it, 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 this, this stuff I, I find really frightening. And, and uh, again, it just it's it, it's so counter to the idea of like what what's supposed to happen when somebody is accused of a serious offense. Um, well, what's, what's interesting is I, that YouTube, YouTube isn't banning Russell Brand. They just demonetized him. Uh, I read a letter this morning saying that they don't see that anything about his content uh, 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 would justify actually taking it off. It's, so it's all about his person. They're, they're, being, uh, right. they're being explicit about that. Um, now, it's disingenuous. It's probably all about his content and very little about his person when it really comes down to it. You know, that, that the targeting is, I'm sure aggravated by his content. And I, I seriously doubt this would be happening if he had other views. But, um, but, but, but to stop a second, once again, I'm going to bang this drum. The Anglo-American special relationship seems to have been re-cemented or more deeply cemented over this censorship issue. And, and you know, we know, and, and this disinformation issue, Remember, this disinformation word and concept goes back to Russiagate, really, doesn't it? Uh, you know, the idea that Donald Trump somehow uh, con- colluded, conspired uh, with Putin to, to, to fill the American mind with uh, misleading uh, propaganda to influence the election. Well, that was all through this Christopher Steele, British spy cutout type. Um, and I'm starting to see a, a method here where, you know, um, it's funny, back in the old days, uh, I remember the Clintons accusing the right of having this kind of pipeline in which charges against Bill Clinton would first appear in British tabloids, and, and then they would be taken up here. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were very specific about it. And, and that's what's happening again. Um, uh, the uh, the 
I think the special opportunity here with Russell Brand was that he's British and, and, and that they can kind of run the, the operation from over there and, and do things that maybe the American government or the American establishment might hesitate to um, like send out letters from committees and so on. Right. And you might remember um, years ago, b- before we started tinkering with uh, you know the the Broadcasting Board of Governors rules, and they started repealing parts of the Smith Munt Act, which prohibited the intelligence agencies from playing around in the domestic sandbox. We we never had. Uh, you know, either the Department of Defense or the CIA or any of these, um, or the any of the law enforcement agencies, they they weren't propagandizing uh, locally. Um, there was actually a story at Rolling Stone when I was there um, by I think it was James Bamford um, involving a, uh, a an Iraqi scientist named um, Adnan Al Haideri who. Um, had been given a lie detector test by the CIA uh, and flunked it, um, but they didn't want to waste the, the the story that he told, which is that Saddam had all these chemical and biological weapons of mass destruction. They didn't want to waste that opportunity, so they shopped it to to um, Australian television and then to some local news outlets in the Middle East. The story then got to Judith Miller, uh, who flew out and interviewed this person. And through that, you know, circuitous route, they were able to get around the prohibition of messing directly with the American news landscape. Now, Britain has clearly been acting as kind of a proxy for, um, you know, it's as you say, it's a workaround certain restrictions you know are we allowed to spy on american um or to or to put send confidential informants into an american political campaign uh a presidential campaign well that would be pretty fraught to do in the territory of the united states but they did do it as you say with that oxford group um but you're right yeah like there it looks like they're the the the, the uk has now become sort of the launching pad for this kind of stuff, which now, which then filters its way back uh, to the U.S. It's, it also seems, you know, sort of in, in, informally just from looking, um, 